like I said, I had a bad relationship with food. Around 15, 16 years old, I got to around 20 stone. Like, they'd make jibes and digs and comments and stuff, and it, it still resonates with me till today. Over time, I think it sort of had an impact on my self-esteem and my confidence and stuff. It, I think it, it was hard, but it, it's what defines me now. Some of these bodybuilders get created from these sort of dark experiences because you have to be a certain kind of almost sick to be to be doing it there's never satisfied and always hungry but then also sometimes you have to look back to look forward get out your comfort zone like push yourself beyond your limits because everyone everyone's happy in, in these boundaries but it's beyond those boundaries where you can achieve great things this whole game is about consistency it's when motivation's not there and dedication takes over that's what's the difference My guest today is a bodybuilder from Manchester. He is known online as Lionflex. Welcome, Manj Singh. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, guys, I'm Lionflex or Manj, uh, however people know me. Good to be here. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for um, spending the time with us today. And um, what I normally like to do at the beginning of each podcast is basically just take it right back to uh, your early days, trip down memory lane. What was a what was a young man like? So young man was very uh, food focused, very very uh, kind of brought up in an Indian Sikh family where you know if you were skinny you're 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 not healthy, so you need to eat and you always got to finish your food. And you know if you if if the if the grunty or the godora gives you three rupee, you got to eat those three rupee. So that's how that's how we you know we kind of came up. So uh, early on, I was quite heavy I was very heavy very chubby uh I was very overweight um about around 15 16 years old I got to around 20 stone um you know I could fit into like a 40 inch waist it was pretty scary now when you look back at it it's dangerous um and you know it was I mean like I always used to watch all the you know the wrestlers and all the you know the rock and things that I used to watch this but I didn't you ever used to want to do anything and, and sort of thing but um i think it was around that age where it sort of just clicked for me and i just said i need to make some sort of change um i initially didn't go straight into bodybuilding i just sort of like crash dieted down uh which wasn't mm -hmm. healthy it, um i went so i think all through that summer um you know just from time really it was just like kind of uh being at that weight and obviously you get comments or whether it be from family or whether it be from people at school or something you know you're always going to get comments because you're overweight you're hefty you know you're big you you don't get involved in too much sports and stuff so over time I think it sort of had an impact on my self-esteem and my confidence and stuff and so what I then did was uh, I think that summer I just sort of didn't really eat like I just sort of would go to school and stuff I come back and I just have one meal in the whole day and um, rather than taking the bus I'd just walk and it was like five miles to get home um, and then I think I just went down to like 11 stone that year um, which was drastically scarily thin and then yeah. I got the comments that like oh uh, it's are you ill there's something wrong sort of thing yeah so, yeah um so that's how I, you know, and then it was kind of like I went from that extreme to that extreme. Um, and then moving on, I sort of just 
slowly yeah that's that's you know when I went into university and stuff and that's where I started to look into things like gym and stuff but early life yeah so it, it was it I think it it was hard but it, it's what defines me now and sometimes when I struggle now I look back over that over those times and I remind myself that you know like that's where I've come from yeah I think uh, people will will see similarities um in your story just as you said like a lot of uh up in the households when you're growing up it is very much food oriented like the respect yeah. of food sort of thing like as we see with the the farming situation in India at the moment as well like we do hold it in high esteem because of the work that goes into it um exactly. and I was the same like I was exactly the same like uh basically growing up was uh, a bit chubby just because all the time you're just getting force fed food especially when you have like older siblings because there might be a five six year age gap but I'm expected to have the same amount of food on my plate as yeah. someone <laughs> someone older and any occasions or anything that you know something happens you got to eat you know this and you got to eat uh, you know you, 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 everything is all literally it's all food and and you I think especially even now like during lockdown you notice that like how many people were sort of like lost without food places because the restaurants are closed so like I'm in Manchester now and we're in tier three yeah there's no restaurants you know there's only takeout places and that's where you sort of have to see and, it, and it's taken time don't get me wrong like I said I had a bad relationship with food and even sometimes now you know um you you can sort of binge and stuff but um that there's there's you got to develop that relationship with food really yeah 100 percent. what um like i was actually surprised that you said 20 stone there because i've seen a few of the pictures that like uh you've you've posted on like social media and on your youtube when you um did your cutting down um my story i think the title of the video was and yeah. you, you didn't seem that large there like 20 stone is for how old yeah. were you around that age so I was about 16, about 16 it was. Um, now, the, the thing is, the pictures that I've got that I sort of use as my before, if you like, or from before, they're the ones that I've been taken. Whereas I think when I got to my heaviest, I just didn't yeah. go in front of the camera. Yeah. Now I wish I did uh, for obvious reasons. But at the time, you look like that. You don't want to, you don't want to come near a camera um but like yeah it, it it wasn't nice I mean I was very heavy I just wasn't comfortable um you know I wouldn't get changed in front of people or you know things like that it's just it just knocks you down um but yeah I, I was around 16 at that weight and then there was just one day where like you you noticed it yourself and you just want to flip the switch but obviously think, you weren't educated enough to do it in the correct way. You just did it in a crash diet sort of way. Yeah, I think I noticed it. Like, I think I'd always noticed it, you know, like over time when you'd get, you know, even cousins, even family, aunties and stuff like that make jibes and digs and comments and stuff. And it, it still resonates with me till today because, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's what's ignited the fire here. Yeah. you know that fire in the belly that's what's never been put out and obviously sometimes like a lot of people don't realize that some these bodybuilders get created from these sort of dark experiences and you know kind of it defines you right? because mm -hmm. you have to be a certain kind of almost sick to be to be doing it if that yeah. makes sense like 
you know, you you, you want to get up, you want to go on the machine, you want cardio, you want to eat the same six meals every single day, you know, whether you're hungry, whether you're not, whether it's your birthday or whatever, you know, you, you, you want to eat that and then you want to train like an animal for a few hours and it takes, it, it, it's a lifestyle, it takes over your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it, that's, yeah. Yeah, it creates like an, a, an obsession because you don't want to be your former self sort of thing. You just want to prove everybody wrong. It is weird though, because like you said, when you got skinny, then they're saying, oh, you're ill. But when you're a bit chubby, then they're like, you're too big. There's, I don't yeah. think there's ever like a, a a perfect sort of weight. <laughs> that, exactly, that's it. It's just like, there's always a, you know, a comment here. And I think I needed to learn that. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we're saying, it, it's helped push me in this direction because yeah. I, I love I love bodybuilding. It is my life, uh, but at the same time, like, have had I not been through that, then would I have ended up here? I don't know. Would I have ended up so dedicated to it? I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like it was it was sort of a crash diet where I literally would just you know walk home from school it was about five odd miles. I wouldn't even eat lunch. I'd skip lunch. I wouldn't have anything there throw my sandwiches in the bin um, and then come home and eat maybe like one roti or something um, and I did lose I did lose the weight um, but it was just um, it, it yeah it wasn't the right way it wasn't healthy um, yeah. and you know like I said like my face sunk in I went to 11 stone then so you can imagine some uh, you know kind of nine stone difference is a lot like that's some people's weight do you know what i mean like that's an actual person (laughs) exactly and then and then uh obviously at 11 stone as well i was six around well still kind of growing so i must have been about six foot six one um i'm six four now um so you know you can imagine at that height 11 stone you just look like literally like a a noodle yeah yeah like a wire during the time where you were doing the crash diet, were you, did you start going to the gym at that point or was that afterwards where you realised that you were doing it the unhealthy way and you wanted to start building back up? Uh, no, that was, that, that was still like sports and stuff. So I literally that was more like, um, like I'd play a lot of cricket, a bit of football stuff, just walking around. Like I said, I wasn't moving loads. It was just that maybe that five-mile walk every day coming back from school, staying behind cricket, things like that. It wasn't kind of like extreme training or anything like that. Training was sort of something that came like through college or university and those sort of days where it was more like a sociable sort of like a, you know, let's go to the gym, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of thing. And then when I mean, when I started that, it was, you know, it was all right. I thought like, okay, like let's start it. And it was, it was good. And then I kind of went into it. Um, but I soon like, kind of realised and thought like I'm going to have to take my time to build up because, you know, again, going in there, I was so tall, more I was taller than other people or my friends and stuff. So, you know, on a bench press, me coming down is a long way down yeah, from yeah. someone that's, you know, uh, other people. So, uh, and, and again, that's years of going and going and going and learning educating myself really that's taken that time to get to where we are now 100 percent um and during the video that you put out the mouse story during that time you sort of expressed like 
obviously in them days I don't even though it wasn't too long ago um I don't think mental health issues were like talked about at all do you know what I mean like they're barely talked about in men now but at least this conversation sort of starting but you were quite aware that you did have sort of like um, mental health problems because of your weight sort of like depression um, and things that you you were talking about yeah I think like what you I think you've hit the hammer on the nail in the sense of saying it wasn't a thing then you just sort of you know if someone was ever someone was ever down, you slap them and they'll, they'll fix up. Yeah, um, yeah. You know that, that it was almost that that sort of era. Like, and then whereas when you look back now, and uh, sometimes I think like, you know, I'll I'll the way I'll be crazy over like uh, you know my meal prep now, and I'll be so meticulous and and it and I just feel like yeah that 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 stemmed from that experience so yeah those mental health problems they're early on uh, they, they you know they've distilled and even like you say in like you know all the people that made those comments and stuff that that lives with you mentally and it has a, a long-term mental effect now obviously it's positive in the sense where yes I acted on it in a positive way and mm-hmm. you know I try and do positive things with that uh, with the, with that negativity but then there's certain people and this is what people need to understand there's certain people that don't take that negativity and turn it into a positive for them it just flattens them yeah and you know you can crush someone you know you know all this uh, you know like fat shaming or whatever it, you know it's called nowadays it, it, it it's you know the people's comments will have an you know positive or negative effect on their mindset and and that person might not always show it because I didn't always show a reaction or a response I'm even even today like a lot of my thoughts and you know emotions I keep to myself and I'm locked up like that's just I I get that that's how a lot of men are as well aren't they like they're just you know kind of they, they, they won't necessarily always react or yeah emotionally or like fit like at the time like they'll respond like oh that's a bit harsh or something they won't say nothing it was just yeah yeah it's um yeah like you said I think everybody reacts to things differently and I think at that time where you said that you were like around the 16 year old age it's like that flick of a switch where previously the, them comments would have had the negative impact although like you said you didn't show it but like mm-hmm. you have to have that mental shift in attitude and use it as fuel instead of yeah. it knocking you down and fortunately like you said that you you did have that mental switch of instead of locking it in and like spiraling downwards you used it as fuel to sort of propel yourself upwards which is um but again everybody has like their different process to to do that yeah it's not an overnight thing i mean you know we're, we're talking even now as a person who's been on stage as a competitor sometimes i don't feel comfortable like i just feel like i look shit i'll look yeah. in the mirror i just feel like i just don't know like i just feel like oh and you can see yourself in a negative light sometimes so i might look i'll just be like oh uh I need to bring my legs up. I need to bring the chest up, and and then you like obviously the you know you might have a positive sense around you where people might say, oh, "No, you look great. Like this is the best you've looked," and you're just like, but but then you almost I think there's a fine line in there. There's like a fine line where there's never satisfied and always hungry, but mm-hmm. then also sometimes you have to look back to look forward, 
so it's kind of like you need balance. Sometimes you need to, you know, yes, you do need to critique yourself and look at ways to better yourself. But then there's also times where you you have to actually say, you know what, I've come a long way sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and the first time that you went into a gym, as you say, that you'd like struggled with confidence. What was that sort of experience like? So initially, like I went with a couple of friends or like a cousin that just rotate and stuff. And it was just sort of like I said, like a more of a socially thing where you'd look at the big guys and you'd be like, wow, like, OK. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, it's daunting. And even now to anyone that's out there, you know, like I can understand it. It, it can be daunting sometimes to go in. Even females like look like, you know, the, the weights room is dominated by predominantly males and you know it, it doesn't have to be the case because a lot of women now are getting into more bodybuilding I think they're getting into they're finally grasping the fact that you know weights don't make you look manly yeah. um, and it's you know even even for men weights won't look make you look manly it, yeah. you know it's what you do and how you do it and oh, don't get me wrong I've had a lot of kind of uh, embarrassing moments in the gym when I started you know like you go in you can't bench the bar and you're just like wobbly and yeah. stuff and you know it, it, it's it's one of those it's a process it's like riding a bike you know once you learn you and then you can kind of go through your different gears and stuff and I think that's how that's that was that was how I did it I just sort of like the more I went and like sometimes there was days I made you know made a fool of myself I was like oh I could have got that extra bit of weight or I could have you know next yeah. week I want it and and I think I just started to sort of feel levitated towards it like I just felt like this is good like I like it um you know like you you know you might experience something you're like oh yeah I liked that like that was fun and yeah and it started that I think that's where you know sort of journey started and that was like sort of college slash uni times um, and I'd train, I'd, I'd, I'd be all right, like I'd train pretty hard or whatever and um, and I'd just eat like what I thought was clean, like what I thought was good yeah. um, or like, you know, sometimes I'd, I'd even like uh, go with a few mates, like I said, and then we would all go for, the, for a meal afterwards like Nando's because it's protein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now, but and then I'd look at it and I'd be like, I'm not growing. Like, but a few of my friends, they were they were growing now. And and again, this is where every person is specific. Now, like I said, I'm six four, and these guys are like five ten, whatever. Now, for me to grow, I need to eat more. So it was only like understanding these things slowly, and introducing those principles where I was like, right, so like a carb, okay, what's a carb? And I need to sort of have this many carbs and stuff and so that it was sort of an ongoing journey through uni and stuff um and then like but it, sometimes exams would come around and I sort of like maybe like slack off a little bit in the gym not not I mean I try and still carry on going but I wouldn't maybe like go as religiously or I'd probably take a few days off around exams and stuff um so but I think it was mainly after uni that I really sort of thought right okay and I just felt I just felt like I'd I'd gathered enough knowledge because I'm like knowledge is key. I mean, like you know, things like form, like I said about diet, like me finally understanding that right. Okay, so I obviously need you know I'm six four, 
I can't remember my weight back then, but wherever my weight was versus, you know, a shorter guy is obviously going to be smaller on the scales. Now I need to eat more to grow than that person. You know, I can't just eat the same thing and expect the same results. Yeah. And people need to understand that. So, you know, they might see someone like me eat free bagels after the gym, yeah. you know, bagels and jam. And that doesn't mean that like, like next person can go and eat, eat that and they're going to grow the same size. It's a, it's a sort of ongoing process where you sort of like level level each sort of layer, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Like I, again, uh, similarly for me, um, I think I was quite lucky. So when I went into the gym, um, w- one of the lads from school, uh, he's went on to become like a personal trainer. He he had already caught the bug before I'd even taken my first step in. He was like so accommodating. We ended up training. And he, he essentially used me as like a guinea pig uh, yeah. for his like personal training sort of um, experience, which was fine because I ended up benefiting. He was like teaching me all of this thing about nutrition, um, yeah. like macros and like how, like how to count calories and all this stuff. Whereas I was oblivious to the fact beforehand. But before then I did exactly the same. Whereas like I just ate as what I thought was clean. So came home and said, I have a roti. I would chuck like a chicken fillet into one of them George Gorman fills, egg grills. <laughs> yeah. No seasoning, no nothing. Have some yeah. boiled vegetables and boiled rice. It, it was the blandest thing ever. But then mm-hmm. holly holly over time, sort of learning, yeah. adding things and just getting more like, I still do it now. There's still things like where I'm still continuously learning. I don't think it ever stops. Yeah, and that's it. Like even now, you still get these little fad things where people think, "Oh, should I be adding salt to my meals?" And it's like, yeah, you're 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 not on stage in two days. Yeah. You know, salt salt's not gonna mess you up. Like salt in you know in, in a Five Guys burger and chips. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of salt. But salt on your meal, or even like sauce. You know, sometimes people think they're eating clean. And then you see them get a full pack of mayo on the lab. Yeah. And it's like, you, you could have just let something else that you probably would have preferred rather than adding all that sauce. Um, and it's finding things. And, that, and that's what I mean. Like it, it, it's building that knowledge base and, and sort of developing your, your sort of knowledge towards it, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, if, you were, if you had to do it again, from 16 not from like when you had leaned down and then uh, started to build muscle back up if you were still um, like around 20 stone and you were going into the gym for the first time would your aim be to build muscle first or would it to be to lose your fat first I would trim down first I'd get to a so there's there's never any point building muscle on a fat basis um so your body is more efficient when you are leaner so now and and you're more responsive to food so if you change you know 50 grams of carbs here or there your body will uh, instantly shuttle it you'll you'll you know you'll note the difference sort of thing now whereas if you're if you're trying to build muscle you you can never just build muscle like you will always add a touch of fat so you know maybe like for 70% 70% muscle gain, you'll probably gain 20, 30% of fat. Um, you know, it, it, that's normal. That's anyone. It's not like, um, now 
it's best to sort of bring bring yourself right back, you know, as lean as you can get. Mm-hmm. Then build muscle on that lean base. See, and you'll see what's there. You'll see what you know, what muscle you have, what you're working with, and then you want to go into like a lean gain, and then and then the way sort of like you know any competitive bodybuilders do it now is once they're lean, they'll just grow on a lean base and then just cut back down again, grow yeah. again, cut back down again. It's just a, a kind of continuous cycle. Yeah. And I thought like, uh, so the reason I asked it is in my mind, perhaps um, if you grew muscle mass, because saying this is like a 16 year old, so they're probably going to be uh, high in testosterone and can be able to grow muscle quite quickly. Um, if they grew muscle mass, it might be easier then because their metabolic rate might be higher to then lose mm-hmm. the weight afterwards. And obviously they could probably do it while still eating more food because they would, they would have a faster yeah. metabolic rate. No, I agree with that. That that is true. Like, but what I would probably do. So, if you say you're sixty, you got a sixteen-year-old, I'd I'd put their food high. Um, yeah. I'd keep their food high, and then it's just a case of tracking what. So, you know, what how their body's responding. So, let's say the food's high, you know, the output's high, so they're training hard. Yeah. And then the muscles being built, and then obviously you can track that. You know, by not just the scales you scales is one measurement you know you've also got pictures measurements things like that yeah and you track how how the body's responding because there's you know pe- people expect that there's just a gen- generic rule um you know sometimes you might have a week of bad sleep and stressful days at work and you, you're gonna you, you your body just won't respond well to the changes yeah. you've made so you know uh, what do you do do you just change the diet for the fun of it or what you know what i mean so you got to be uh responsive and and sort of to how the body is reacting and but i i mean it's it's a good point like i said it's just you keep the food high but inevitably the end goal would be to still get the fat off yeah yeah if that makes sense yeah but then like um uh, I- uh, the reason I ask is because I did it as similarly to you is is that when I went in, my first goal was to lose fat. And ever since, like, obviously researching and when you gain, like, more knowledge, that's always been a thing that's in the back of my head. Is like, maybe I should have put on muscle first because you never know sort of thing. It's one of them, the grass is always greener on the other side. That's that's why yeah. I ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- when you did go in, did you when you started to train and you get more got more knowledge did you train always for physique because obviously that is what you've ended up doing is becoming a bodybuilder but was that always the the goal initially to train for physique or was it like strength-based training so initially it was just sort of following what the bros said yeah what what was the yeah just do this you know or or whatever and then I just sort of floated from different programs I tried like a five by five strength training programs because you know as as well as wanting to look better it's like you know at that sort of age you know 20 21 you want to you want to look good but you want to be strong too and stuff like that yeah um um but like yeah so initially I just sort of tried different things uh you know some strength like right at the start it was kind of stupid ego lifting where you know you you i learned fast that you know don't try and lift what you've got no business lifting like you know yeah. I, I kind of injured my shoulder where I, I didn't even 
I wasn't able to touch any chest or shoulders for like six months. Um, so yeah, uh, so I learned I learned all that quickly the hard way sort of thing. So like, um, yeah, but then I think it was that it was there was a particular point where I just sort of like I started to look at people on YouTube and stuff. You know, like YouTubers yeah. sort of early on though, and and it was from there like you know where you understand that like it doesn't matter like necessarily matter what you lift so you know if someone's got a 200 kilo bench good for them but if they've not got a nice chest then yeah you're not going to look you're not going to look at them and just be like oh wow he's got a 200 key bench like and and that's that's the sort of mentality that i adapted over time that i like i don't really care what i lift i train hard and i lift what i can um, yeah but my primary goal is aesthetic um you know aesthetic training and like you said training for how i look yeah 100 percent. because there are like that's the good thing about youtube like um over time as well like the fitness sort of fitness influencers i guess you could call them were there early and you you got a lot of tips like i remember when i went into the gym i'm not sure if you know um christian guzman yeah so christian guzman was the first coach that i uh I actually was an online client of his. Oh, um, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So th- uh, he was one that I would follow because he wasn't the strongest. Yeah. Um, but he was pretty strong. Um, and uh, yeah. And then like I thought, and then it was kind of like their group, wasn't it? They had the little click. Yeah. And they were just like, you know, you know, if like, it's not about how much you lift it's how you look and then that's when I sort of bought into that because I was like it's true like you know I'd rather stand there there and look like I lift 200 kilo than have a 200 kilo and not look like I I actually can lift that so yeah yeah that basically that was the same I started watching his YouTube videos and um again with because the the guy that I used to train with who who did go on to uh, become a personal trainer he used to say watch this guy watch this guy and then I did and I was just like yeah and you just catch the bug sort of thing that was around the time where like everything was revolving basically around fitness I was just trying to learn as much yeah. as possible and he put out um, a lot of great quality content and like sort of education sort of thing so it worked out really well um, and then so this was around 21 22 when you you ended up basically shifting to like starting to get like a good base of knowledge and starting to focus on physique and then how long until you thought of like actually bodybuilding and competing in bodybuilding? Um, so I trained pretty hard for, for about a year and stuff and there was kind of good feedback and whatnot. Like it was pretty positive. Everyone's like, oh, you're looking really great and stuff. And um, and then I think, and then I did a cut. So I signed up with Christian Guzman um, and he sort of, dialed my macros so i'd send pictures and it'll change my macros do my cardio things like that um gave me a training plan or whatever and i just sort of got into more more and more love of it um and it was around that year like uh i think around 22 23 and like and then my mum got ill with uh cancer um, oh so yeah yeah and, uh, i mean she beat it um and it was sort of inspiring for me to sort of see and like go through all that. And it was just like, if someone can do that, like, 
you can pretty much do anything sort of thing. So it was just like, right, you know, like... You put it into like, perspective. Get, it gives you perspective on life. And, and then it's sort of the other side of it is, is obviously like get out your comfort zone, like push yourself beyond your limits because everyone everyone's happy in, in these boundaries but it's beyond those boundaries where you can achieve great things and you know and then uh, it was on my mind for a while and I thought about it like I should I just do it like because obviously we'd had a rough year like going through like with watching her go through um therapy and stuff and then I arranged a um like a meet up um with one of my friends in Birmingham I don't know if you've seen it like the Sikh muscle it was the first one that we did yeah um uh, so that was around four years ago, maybe four and a half years ago. Or so, and it was that body power. And we got all the things and like seeks within bodybuilding and fitness to meet up. And it was the first like time anyone's ever done it. Um, so like got on board that project, met a lot of guys, you know, seeks that were in the fitness industry that was like, that some of them competed, some of them were thinking about it. And like, it's just talking to a few of them. And I just thought, and obviously with whatever gone on that year with my mum and stuff, and I just thought on the back of it, I was just like, I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. So I think body ba- body power was like May time. And I think it was about two weeks later or something, I signed up uh, with a coach lo- from a guy from here locally that I know, uh, a good friend of mine, and I signed up with him and I just said, let's compete, um, let's do it. And I... I think my first show was September. Um, yeah, about a 12, 12 or 14 week cut it was. Um, that was a long cut. That's a long cut. Um, I do want to touch up upon the um, the like seek meetup, but may, maybe a bit later because I want to dial in on this bodybuilding thing uh, yeah. and, ha- and your first experience. So by that time, I assume that you're, uh, you've already got like a lot of muscle mass that mm-hmm. like a cut is uh, 14 15 weeks how, how how is that not just physically but mentally when you have to sort of go down uh, and cut your calories and restrict yourself um for that amount of time um so initially like the, i'd say like the first five six weeks is normally fine like because you you know, you've got enough food, you've got, you know, the, the, the output's not as crazy. And the last four weeks is like, it'll make or break you. It's like, like it sounds a bit traumatic sometimes, but it's just like, you know, you, you, you start kind of a, that last week, you're just looking at food. I remember like I was on Instagram and I'm just like, like looking for food places and I made a list of what I'm going to do after the, <laughs> after the comp. And you go a bit crazy. And I mean, you're very, very snappy. You've got no energy. Mm-hmm. You're hungry. Like the last last week or two, like, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was completely depleted um, because it was the first as well. Like I didn't know what, you know, and I was, so the first time it was like, I'd, I'd get up 6am, half five or something. I'd go to the uh, gym. I'd do 60 minutes on, on the machine, like the cross trainer or cardio machine. Yeah. And then I'll come back, make breakfast, eat a couple of more meals, then go back to the gym, train. And then like kind of you come home, have a meal, sleep, do it all again. And yeah. this was like, and towards the end, you're on like kind of 
crumbs of carbs like you're on less calories than a woman um and you know you're, you're trying to carry all this muscle mass and it was just like whoa like it was like a whole new world but at the same time i'd seen myself in a light that i've never ever seen before so i was just like i was like oh wow is that is that me <laughs> sort of thing and like yeah you, you like the results but then obviously it's almost like a sacrifice and even you know that time like there's family events or um you know i think it was like my own birthday was during that prep and you, you just know, can't you, really you, celebrate it you can't really do much and even if you do something it's just like you've got no energy so it, it's testing i mean competing's not like kind of walk in the park it's, it's become a little bit fashionable recently but like it's not as easy as like people may think um you know you, you have to suck and not just you like it has a strain on your on your relationship kind of family relationships mm-hmm. around you you know you, you you are especially the last two three weeks you're horrible to be around um i mean this last just last year just gone so i did uh three or four comps on the bounce so like I'd started in like Feb and I finished like late June. Wow. Um, so I was like, yeah. And uh, yeah, it takes it out of you. I mean, uh, last year I know like kind of because uh, and then in between shows, like I've done a show and then I've had like uh, some food and stuff and I'm feel great. And then about 10, then you've got to go back on the like, you know, back on the diet plan and everything's strict and narrow because for the next comp next week, yeah and i remember and i remember like going into the kind of work just locking myself in the in the cubicle and just like literally just sitting there like closing resting my eyes <laughs> um I, I'd, I'd come in late I'd, I'd take along a lunch i'd uh leave early so yeah it, it, it does deplete it it really does deplete you but at the same time it, it gives you a buzz like no other yeah i can imagine like if from the starting point to get there on stage and not just like um not just like the obstacle of having to uh sort of deplete your calories and things and like you say like being tired but also like the the psychologically knowing that you're able to do something like you were saying before like you're not in your comfort zone but psychologically being able to overcome not being in your comfort zone would would probably be like a rewarding thing afterwards but how oh, yeah. did like how did you feel the first time you went on stage again like being uh so body sort of uh self-conscious growing up and then you're on a stage and you in just board shorts in front of a crowd yeah, so, sort of thing well so backstage i was like oh, what's what am i gonna do what like what's going on i'm so nervous and um you know like it was a total new experience like you said from the guy that sort of wouldn't ever get changed your own shorts and tan in front of on a stage and it's just like and by this point I just thought I'm never doing this again like I just thought oh god no and then you know backstage so I've not been on yet and I'm just already just like well, this has been like an excruciating journey <laughs> um and as soon as I got on and the lights hit and it's just like a different experience it's incredible like just to you know showcase your physique your journey and there's a there's a you know ample respect always backstage in the sense where everyone's been through yeah stuff to get there um and you know and the feeling was just absolutely incredible um 
uh, yeah, I couldn't even describe it. And it was only after then when I came off, I was like, I'm, I'm going definitely going to do that again. Yeah. Um, how well, many how many people do you think, as you said, like the last like four or five weeks are the, the hardest? And you were saying that like it's now become a bit more fashionable in recent times. How many people do you think sign up for a bodybuilding competition? And then when it does get to them last four or five weeks, like yeah. may, might cut out and like dip after that hardship? Yeah, I mean, I know there's a few, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that'll do it. There's a lot of people that'll just carry on. They'll do it, but they'll like, like, there's a friend of mine that was at my previous workplace and I sort of nudged him. I was like, oh, just do your first show. Just do it. Just do it. And he did it. And then the last two or three weeks and like, he, you know, like they have like uh, little tuck shops in, in offices and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And they'd buy like nuts. And he'd be eating them, and I just like, I would, I would just say to him like, "What you, you can't eat nuts? Like it's, it's just more calories. You're not gonna." Eat. And then, obviously, so then people like that, then they just they won't end up bringing their best package to the stage. Yeah. Um, that's where you know they sort of kind of flag on the diet sort of thing. Then they can maybe like bring, not their best package if you like. Um, I mean, the, the, there'll be a definitely a lot of people that drop out as well. Um you know it, it can get mentally really that bad i think um I, ha- I had this question beforehand i think it's probably the most uh important serious question about bodybuilding that i can think of is how many times have you watched pump and iron <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you um <laughs> so like yeah pump and iron is one of those is where I think so last year I was so depleted and you're on and you're you know you got to do this uh cardio in the morning and I was just like and it's like you you say I save it for like the end end of the prep like the last week or so where I'm on my ass and I can't move and I can't do that and you're just there like and then you're just watching this pumping iron you're like yeah keep going (laughs) um so yeah I, I think I had them all. I had like generation I and then two and then yeah yeah, I'd, yeah. with the with the um the Australian guy who basically looks like Arnold. I forgot his name though. Callum von Moser. Von Moger, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's a uh, he's quite a big guy as well. It's it's weird how like he his genetic structure sort of looks really similar to Arnold's as well. Mm-hmm. Who uh, so. Uh, did you ever grow up looking at people like Arnold, or is it only when you got into like bodybuilding? It was the that... rock. It right. was the rock. It was it was the rock. Like he's just like, yeah, it was just goals. Yeah. <laughs> it was goals, and then it was more when I got into like bodybuilding that you look at Arnold and you're just like, yeah, he's he's just epic. Um, and then over the time, obviously, then there's more like that you sort of look into it and then you sort of see you like your Phil Heath, your Chris Bumstead, yeah, people like that that are at the top of the game now currently. Whereas like Arnold's a, almost a household name because of his movies and you know, even The Rock really like yeah. now he's just an international film star. So that's why, you know, the general population can relate to those people. They're just oh yeah, he's massive. Um, <laughs> but you know but like then you've got the kind of Phil Heaves and the and like I said, the, the, the people that are at the top of the game now, um, you sort of respect it. Do do what kind of physique do you sort of 
prefer is in like um if you were to have one would you have the the modern sort of phil heath or would you have the old school um arnold because obviously as bodybuilders progress through time the the levels are just continuously going up and now obviously sometimes you hear that like the the modern sort of bodybuilder is a bit too much whereas at least arnold he, he's not like is not as cut up maybe he's not as vascular but he looks a bit naturally better yeah so uh old school arnold all day long um yeah. now there's reason behind that as well like so i so when i did that physique competition and then i met up uh i took a bit of time off whatever and then like i was training and stuff and then i met a guy he was named Kelvin Hind. Uh, he was my coach for the past show. Um, and he's now a classic IFBB classic pro. Right. Um, so he, and he said to me, you're doing classic, which is classic bodybuilding, which is like Arnold shape, you know, all the, that, that sort of shape, like tiny waist, big shoulders. It's not about this big, you know, gut and like overly big. And cause the, the, the modern day bodybuilding, that like you're referring to there is you know like Phil Heath and stuff they're like five four five seven or something yeah and that, that it would never be me I haven't got the genetic structure for it so like six four you know I'm more classic frame classic look uh, so like you said like Arnie Chris Bonstead like people like that that's more like where I'd want to be and where I'm aiming for so they're taller guys. Yeah, and that, I mean, yes, Arnie was like six one or six, I think, but that's where that we made that switch, even on stage. So I wasn't in board shorts, and that was that was a big thing for me because I was just a bit, again, I don't know if it's from the childhood that I was conscious about getting in these little red trunks, <laughs> um, like, you know, making the switch because shorts is shorts, all right. Yeah, you know, it's just a pair of shorts on stage, yeah. and then I was just like, right, okay. And, you know, when I went to Calvin, he was like, no, get your legs out. You've got good legs, you know, you've got, you know, you, you belong better in class. You've got a nice flow and structure to your, to your physique. And I just said, oh, okay, are you sure? And, um, you know, I, again, I'd just be like, oh, really? Like, oh. and then, and then I did my first show in classic and it, I, it just felt much better. Like you said, it, you know, it was that era and that sort of, you know when you find the category that works for you sort of thing yeah yeah so uh so like the moderns phil heath in that they're, they're not classic they're not in the classic category they're not classic category so there's there's different categories that you've got so they're just mr olympia they're like literally the the open bodybuilding class right um and they, they have to be mass monsters like you said you know they're so big and round and whatever and there's almost like there's no shape and like flow to you know aesthetic yeah. uh to, to their physiques like oh don't get me wrong they're like these guys are the elite on the on the planet mm-hmm. um but when you you know when you look at like the likes of arnie and stuff that that's more aesthetic to me so what's the difference between like classic and men's physique is the one that has the board shorts that you were referring to before so i'm guessing that's what you yeah. did before classic but- that's the first one I ever did. Now, men's physique is the one way. So you wear the board shorts, and it's it's like the it's like like so you there's a certain look that they want for it. So it's like you know pretty face, nice 
uh, you know, a lot of guy, like good haircut, uh, <laughs> block blocky abs, you know, big shoulders, very very tiny waist. So Instagram um, model, basically. Basically, yeah, like beach model. It's almost like beach right. sort of look because that's what you wear: beach shorts. You're wearing yeah. board shorts. Um, whereas, and and like it was a good experience for me, but because I am so tall, um, I just I just like on reflection we felt like okay it's probably better i like get my legs out so you can actually see a better more of your frame because in those shorts you're hiding your your legs are hidden away yeah yeah um, so so yeah so what did it what did they look in um at classic bodybuilding where you felt it, it like uh, accentuated your physique a bit more like and highlighted your positives uh so the look at your condition the look at your sort of your, your the shape and structure of your physique so like you know you like I said shoulders uh smaller waist and you've got big legs you know um and then obviously the condition that you bring on the day you also have with class that you have a minute uh so you perform a routine right um, yeah okay and yeah so you perform a routine where you just literally it's just you and one minute on stage and you have to perform a solo routine and yeah and i mine was mariah carey hero again <laughs> just because it's like that that like what's that uplifting sort of you know yeah. like um just yeah i mean and and you know that's pretty much why i sort of started all this that youtube and instagram and all of it all of it is just more so just to show the average person now, whether it be that fat kid that was me, you know, all them years ago, or someone just sat there, at a, you know, at home and, and whatever. It's just to show that you can do it, that it's an empowering sort of thing. Like it's not, you know, people shouldn't think, oh, I can't do that. Because when you looked at me back then, you know, all them years ago, you would have never have thought that, oh yeah, he'll be competitive bodybuilder on a stage, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah basically um so when you have to do like routine and posing did you uh like use youtube for help for that or did you have to go to like um a specialist that would like teach you how to move elegantly across like a, and formulate a routine so a lot of youtube videos um but again luckily because my coach was a classic pro yeah so he's a, he's a pro in classic so he he literally uh we sat down together looked at different songs you know i sort of had in the short list and whatever we picked one we put it together changed it a few times and then it's on you then it's on you you practice that day in day out like you know you like you brush your teeth you get up and i would i'd be brushing my teeth sometimes and i'd be like oh yeah <laughs> and then you remember and and then you'd oh you and then I'd go back to him and say, Oh, what if we do this here and you know, we'll change things and stuff and it's just practice, practice, practice. posing's massive as well. And so as a as a competitive, but even as a person who goes to the gym, like if you train, you need to know how to sort of flex like it sounds vain, but you need to know how to flex your muscles properly. Yeah. Now um you know it's it it's imperative in the sense where it's like if you've got a car and you don't know how to sort of use its true power you know you're not even going to display the like what's the point of having that car yeah. so with posing like you know you, you there, there's certain ways like sometimes you might lean forward 
be more upright, so your abs show better, your chest might pop more, you know, even, even if you're to the side, you might try and like kind of pull your shoulder back and down. There's different pointers, like, you know, and and even for someone who doesn't get on stage, like if they're gonna take a picture, like they might look better, like even with some just small tweaks to their posing. Definitely, yeah. It's not just lighting. There is actually specific things that you can do because I know, like, uh, when you go to gyms, the lighting's always amazing. So they might try to make you look as good as possible. But there's obviously, if you can, I think the other thing is like just like knowing your muscles and things will also improve your training ability. Like the way you said it there, it's like if you know how to utilize that muscle, then you'll probably utilize that muscle correctly and like use correct form when lifting which will again benefit the muscle for you to yeah. flex it later my muscle connection that that's how you want to train um and again this goes back to your earlier question so how do you train so i don't i don't want to move a to b mm-hmm. a to b like it's just lifting it up like yeah. you want to you want to lift something so if i'm if i'm pushing on my chest i need to make sure i'm feel yeah that's my chest yeah. Whereas you'll see, you'll see powerlifters that load the bar up, and it's it's impressive. It's sick. You might have, you might even like, like if it's happening in the gym, you might just look over there, like, oh, okay, that's pretty pretty impressive. You know, there's a lot of weight, but they're just literally they don't care if the chest is activated. There's just boom, and that's it. And yeah, you know, yeah. Whereas for if you're a bodybuilder or even someone that wants to look better, it's getting that mind muscle connection. Um, do you think Sometimes. that's safer as well? Because um, you're probably less injury prone than a, a power lifter because of that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You should only ever build the weight up once you're got comfortable with the form and the weight and you know and the sort of technique. Once you've nailed your technique, that's when you should. And even then, like you should aim to sort of add in increments mm-hmm. and sort of sometimes. Um, people try and add weight too fast and it might just be a case of right you got 10 last week try 12 yeah you know when you get 12 or something then yeah like okay let's add a two and a half or let's add a five see and see how you get on with those and that again that is definitely like golden rule like technique is everything like you're so it's creating that muscle stimulus so if like you say if we're moving weight from a to b it's not gonna you're just basically straining all your other muscles but working that one yeah Um, yeah. whereas if you actually you know squeeze and that's why you even have isolation exercises so you know for example if you if you're training chest you have flies to make sure you isolate the muscle and you actually squeeze but then you see some some guys you know trying to do flies with like 40 50 kilos and you can just tell they're just literally swinging it about yeah 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 i think there's there's plenty of gym fail videos out there where you just see the most random random movements i remember there was a there was a really skinny guy that used to go to uh the first gym that i went to and um by that point i already knew, knew what like correct form was luckily because otherwise i probably would have copied him because he was really skinny but he had like i think over 100 maybe 120 kg on the bar on an incline and um it was like a it wasn't like a bench just like that you could move around it was like a specific incline machine and so it had like where you could put your feet and all of that stuff so he was like in a set position but he was basically had the bar up and essentially hip thrusting 
his weight, like, do you know what I mean? Like, his yeah, uh, there was so much gap between the the actual bench and his bum. He was just like hip thrusting this like uh, this bar like up by like mere inches. Yeah. And I was like, and what's the can, point? The worst thing is, is is he could just he could snap his neck, he could break his back, he could twist his hip, That's lower it. back, some of the spinal, and then he will never lift again. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and that's the thing, like, don't get me wrong, like, push yourself to your limits, like, push yourself beyond your limits, but, like, obviously where it's safe to do so, so, you know, my limit might be different to your limit, your limit might be different to someone else's, so you know, I'm really, uh, I'm com- com- confident and comfortable with this exercise, so I should maybe do it like this, or, you know, you know, or maybe I actually struggle with this, and, like, I feel like my back isn't, feel safe on this exercise so yeah and 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 that's why there's so many exercises you, you know uh it's like when people ask me oh what do you bench i don't bench press at all i don't even bench press i i use dumbbells i'll use i use the machine mm-hmm. um for me it's always like because i got the question a few years ago like two three years ago and i just like i, I literally don't barbell bench press is that I'm because of your like, shoulder as well? Because you said you had a shoulder injury. Because when I had my shoulder injury, I, just, I went to dumbbells at the same time. That that was the initial thing. But then because, again, six foot four and my arms and I just get better contraction and I just got really good and really strong at dumbbell pressing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been up to like 65s on incline dumbbell. And I, and I know that I'm sh- like confident and strong on that exercise and I know how to recruit my chest and I'm not just like breaking my back yeah um so again it's just like you know that whole question like we're saying how much do you bench like some people don't even do it so like people get too caught up in the numbers or they'll like look at your chest and go oh yeah what are you doing and it's just like if I okay I'll tell you what you do what I'm doing if you go and try that you're not going to get the same results overnight and people think oh it's it's you know you've got to put in the graft this whole game is about consistency um you know you wake up every day you you, you know you do your cardio you eat your meals you do your training that's ticking the boxes daily 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 over years and that's yeah. when like that's when you'll see true change don't get me wrong some people might have slightly better genetics and they might do things slightly quicker but it's only ever gonna you know yeah hard work beats talent like you see you see it in uh in sports and things all the time uh from manchester i assume manchester united fan the argument yeah, between yeah. cristiano ronaldo and Lionel messi it's a hard week beats, beats talent in my opinion you see it in yeah. the nba lebron james versus steph curry hard week beats, beats talent um for me it's ronaldo all day long exactly same with me same with me uh, that's why I say hard weeks beats talent because you can have the most talented, genetically gifted person, but if they're not going to have the consistency like you so like you said that you do, um, then they're not going to reach the heights. Do you know what I mean? But it is uh, like going back to what you said. It is like the bro question, and I'm not going to lie. Uh, I did have it down here. What is your bench, deadlift, and squat? So it is the bro question because it's what everybody wants to hear. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll skip past that. And um, go on to the topic that we uh, you mentioned earlier, which was that um, you had the sort of Sikh muscle 
connection at Body Power a few years back. And I seen that was on your YouTube. I'm not sure if that was the first one, the Iron and Brothers documentary. Brothers and Iron, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brothers and Iron, sorry, wrong way around. Um and um so is that is that basically how it started? It's just you contacted all all, all the like basically seek fitness individuals that you, you knew and then got everybody together like that. That was it. It was just like, oh, let's meet up with the gym. I, I, one of my mates that um he he sort of knew some other people, so he like I sort of went, reached out to him. Um, see, unfortunately, um, it's it's a little bit disappointing sometimes up north uh, around like Manchester. There's not many people within this sort of bodybuilding fitness game. It seems to be a lot more popular around the Midlands, like with Sikhs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and 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 even London, they do have their own sort of clique. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it's it's a little bit sometimes like kind of disappointing. Like you'd like to see more of yeah. our people, like you know, because like it's about staying in in touch with that whole you know our heritage is you know online is from warriors. You know what I mean? Like you know. That, that that's our ancestry you know yeah, we, yeah. we were warriors we were kings and and that's what i feel like people just need to reconnect in those sort of areas because um you know i don't know if if they become lazy or or there's i know there's a lot of stigma around kind of us like like seats around getting the sesh and all yeah. that and stuff like that but i just feel like the focus you know um there's a lot of people like you know who have become victims to the sesh and yeah. you know as as a consequence they've got liver problems health problems and you know it's it's dangerous for them because you know seeing that and then there's all this drinking and alcohol and whatever and binging and stuff it's just not that healthy i mean i think and that that's not to say people need to sort of get on stage in trunks and stuff and that because that's what you know it's not for everyone really is it so but i feel like just general positivity and getting in touch more so with the health is 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 positive definitely i couldn't agree more i feel like uh the the positive thing that's came out of like like platforms like instagram and other social media is that you have the the sick seek fitness fit pages um i see you tag uh fitness forge as well quite often um and like you've got these pages that promote and highlight um like positive physical activity in the in the Indian community because I don't know what your take is on this but I feel like it's it's it is encouraged to go out there and be healthy but sometimes it's not encouraged to put yourself out there and promote it did I mean like actually being like uh, having your photo um and board trunks obviously that is to an extreme but uh, like even like just generally having fitness photos out there sometimes that's like yeah but just keep it to yourself sort of thing keep it yeah don't 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 display or don't do this and yeah you know what it's it's just like i mean when i see obviously like like you said different seat muscle pages there's you know and whatever it is even even sort of when we connected it's just like anything i see that's spreading positivity that's going to have a positive message or an impact i'm just like yeah yeah like what why why would you not i don't see any reason as to not sort of promoting positivity or like you know helping people understand or educating people like you know what what's right and you know 
how how they can improve themselves or just change their like mentality slightly. But I don't know that that is a sort of negative stigma that comes around. I don't know why. Like kind of you know with the whole fitness thing or like like you said, just don't don't do too much or don't do this or mm-hmm. or like oh don't worry about that. You can skip it today. Don't go today. That yeah you know, yeah. Um, or it's you know like gum god luckily or something you know decent proper work or whatever it's just like like yeah i mean it, it, for me it was it was it was a transitional period as well like obviously like like i said when i started with christian guzman like all them years ago and then like i bought a scales home and i was like right put my chicken on here <laughs> put my potato on here and and they're looking at me like what is this like yeah. what, what are you doing like are you mental or like um, my dad was filming for like weddings and stuff and um, I'd, I'd go with him, you know, to like help and stuff, photography and stuff. Um, and I'd be sat there, this cold meal of chicken and broccoli. <laughs> and he'll just say to me, like, do you not just want to eat a, like a hot samosa or something? Yeah. Just like and you try and explain that you can't, but then obviously like, and and, you know, the truth is obviously at that time, I wasn't at a stage where they'd understand or see why. Yeah. Because because you 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 you're starting out, whereas now they can see that okay, you know he's won trophies, he's done comps, he's done this and whatever. But it's it's at that time you you have to invest and you have to believe and you have to envision that you will get there. Mm. Um, and you know, I was it was ridiculed initially, like even by external family, like oh, why are you waiting your food? Are you stupid and all this stuff? But it will it, change I think obviously over time things are changing like in terms of people are taking a bit more of a, a handle on the health and stuff but yeah definitely I feel like yeah I, I, I can again relate again I feel like this year as well especially people will be taking uh, hopefully uh, will be thinking more like health consciously because obviously um, with with COVID and things but um, mm-hmm. go, going back to the the seek event that you put on is that some that was that a one off? Because I only seen the Brothers and Iron documentary. Is that has that been a reoccurring thing? So that was four years ago. We did that, and it was it was great. It was like we were all just buzzing off it. Um, then we all sort of ventured off, did like sort of just carried on, sort of progressing ourselves and stuff. And it was we did it this year in October. Um, okay. And that was the um, this time we had around 60, 65 people like show up, and um, it was a huge success. Like, uh, I've not put it on my YouTube, it's on uh, Instagram, like IGTV, right? Um, and and again, these events aren't like this time, it wasn't an event just for like people who have competed or who are thinking about it, it's just seek people who love fitness love bodybuilding love training you know it doesn't have to be bodybuilding they could love calisthenics they could love like you know running sprinting whatever it's just getting seat people together like-minded because that energy drives energy and you know those those positive vibes and after the shit year that everyone's had and been through and you know we've all had to struggle like to even like even stay at the level that we're at so like, yeah. you know, the first lockdown, I was just like, what do I do? You know, um, and then, and then like, you know, so to have that sort of energy and vibe 
at that sort of event, it was just really, really uplifting. That's that, yeah, that's good because I wasn't sure if it was a one-off, but if it is a continuous theme, then then that is a really good, um, really good thing for. We, no, we want to keep doing it. Like I said, that was the second one that we've done. It was in October, just gone, and the 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 feedback is just awesome. So we'll we'll look to do something maybe twenty one um again definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, I can come down to that one as well if all this COVID definitely. restrictions and all that is uh, is is over. <laughs> yeah. Um and. As I say, what I like to do at the end is just some quick fire questions. Uh, although I still need to figure out a new name for them because they are a bit too deep to be quick fire. Um, if if that's okay with you, we'll jump straight in. And the first one is, what are you most proud of? Oh, so not in just bodybuilding or? If you want, you can have a bodybuilding answer and a non-bodybuilding answer or just whatever whatever comes to mind. I think just... just um sometimes you know like being able to have a positive impact on certain people where they're just like you know what that's inspiring i think that you know that's something to be proud of because i know how hard i've worked to be here um and and you know and my mentality is to keep getting better and just keep doing more and you know where where i can help people that's what it's about rather than you know yeah i think that Wicked. What are you most looking forward to? Um, well, getting back on stage hopefully next year. Uh, this year, obviously, it wasn't really possible. Um, hopefully, getting back on stage next year. Um, you know, having everyone there to support me, not have an empty uh, arena because of COVID. Yeah. But uh, no, that yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, and it should be fun, like to have you know my wife the whole family there just to support what is your biggest motivation um so like i said i'd I'd probably say like you know my family my wife they all push me like and like give you that encouragement um you know motivation from myself is obviously i'd look back at those pictures sometimes and i'm just like Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're just like yeah, you know, Um, and then and then I'll look. I'll always look at people like like we said, The Rock, Arnold, people like that, just to you know really, really drive you. And sometimes you know, like you said, Generation I, you you're in a dark place sometimes, and you just need that kick, and uh, that's it. Motivations is one of those things though, where even when it's not there, you've got to work because yeah. motivation does fade so those people that start out and they do the little two week like oh i'm going to the gym it needs to it needs to be beyond that it's when motivation's not there and dedication takes over that's what's the difference i like that answer i haven't had that so far so yeah i th- I, I, I couldn't agree more and um the last two is what is your definition of success um to be better than yesterday continuous improvement i like it and um the last one because it is the culture cast podcast how has your culture affected you this far on your journey um so it's been harder in certain aspects um but it's also been a blessing to fly the flag for you know see step on stage in the bog uh, represent you know and 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 because we are a culture we are a smaller community you get to reach talk to people and and sort of 
you know, have a have a bigger impact um, on them, which is which is a blessing, and you know, like yeah, help people in in that way. Definitely, couldn't agree more. Um, again, I will leave all of uh, Mandra's socials in the description. His Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube will all be down below. Um, is there anything else that you would like to plug before we finish? Uh, not plug, just, you know, don't be shy. Uh, make that step. Uh, you know, you, you, you know, you won't ever regret making that step. Uh, you know, that first step, you don't ever, if you don't make it today, when will you make it sort of thing? And I just feel like people need to understand that it's not always about going zero to a hundred overnight. Like, to, oh, I need to have six meals a day if I'm going to get serious. You know, make small changes. It doesn't, you know, have... If you if you don't have any water, go from having zero to about three liters or four liters of water. You know, go for walks, ten. You know, count your steps. People have watches, Fitbits, and stuff now, and it's just a fashion accessory. Use it. Make those small changes. You know, Coke to a diet Coke. That's fifty grams of sugar gone mm-hmm. out of your diet, and you know you you'll feel better. Um, especially with all this stuff, what's going on like with COVID and whatnot, you just got to look after yourself um, and make sure that you keep your body, your body, you know, you, you, your body's a car, you only get one. Um, so, you know, you got, you got to look after it really um, as best as, as best as we can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all I'd say is just to remember that like anything that you, you know, you want to do is easily achievable. And, you know, for me, being that fat kid growing up being you, you know getting the remarks from all the family or whatever and then you grow up and those same family come back and ask you for meal plans and training plans and diet plans and it's just like okay you know it's 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 one of those so like if I can make it to the stage anyone sort of can um so just yeah just empower yourself and like you know do it do it for you yeah just start basically is the main rush to just start even if it's the smallest step it will lead to bigger steps later so just start yeah 